Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's that time. Your fix is here. College football is a year-round discussion with these two. Here's J.C. and Morgan. Mike Morgan of ESPN and J.C. Sherbert of 24-7 Sports have you covered. Beginning right now. Welcome once again. It is J.C. and Morgan. The just slow, nothing going on, summer installment. Everybody just kind of waiting for the season to start. Nothing to talk about. Nothing to see here or not. Maybe a few things are to see here. Maybe a lot is to see here. He's J.C. Sherbert of 24-7 Sports and TheBigSpur.com. I'm Mike Morgan of ESPN and the SEC Network. Um, J.C., it, it, it never fails, <laughs> When I go on a vacation, stuff happens. And it used to be, you know, I do my vicious uh, football, basketball, baseball cycle, which ends in late June. And then I immediately find somewhere to go. And I figure, what's going to happen? You know, there's it's the dead period. So, you know, late June, early July, get it, get your vacay in then. Well, a week and a half ago, I'm on Sirius XM with Andy Staples. And to give you an idea, like, what was going on then? This is just a week and a half ago. We're talking about the ACC new scheduling model. That was big news. That was big news. No more divisions, three permanent opponents. They're sticking with eight games, blah, 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 blah. NIL, of course, you got to get some NIL in. And, And Andy and I... Uh, respectfully disagree. I mean, he thinks that there's nothing wrong with any of this, with the way the NIL is going down, with the way that uh, the portal is being handled. He's always been kind of a let everything just go. We don't need any rules, any regulations. Um, I, I understandably, I know where he's coming from. Uh, it's, it's not unlike another guest that we've had on this podcast. Jay Billis has been talking about for years. I think we all agree the NCAA is an outdated, uh, archaic model. And I, you and I have never been against uh, college athletes getting more compensation, but with, with no rules and regulations. I mean, it's completely off the rails right now. You, you, you have the right to think that's a good thing. Um, I, I don't, I know coaches don't think it's a good thing. I know administrators don't think it's a good thing. And I bet a lot of fans don't think it's a great thing. And there's people behind the scenes desperately trying to at least pull it in a little bit. Um, so we talked about that. And Mike Leach got a contract extension. I mean, what a benevolent story that is, right? The Pirate got a new deal. 
uh, from the state of Mississippi. So we, get, we that show was 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, I get off the air and I'm packing because I'm later leaving for Mexico. The wife and I made a trip that we've been talking about since the uh, wedding uh, to go to Tulum, to go to uh, Cancun. And it was a marvelous trip. I, I could do a whole hour thing on that, but I won't bore people other than to say it, if you're looking for a cool place to go, it, it is good. And it's it's not uh, I know there's a lot of danger in Mexico. And yes, there, there's no there's no question like Mexico in the wrong place. You don't want to be there. Um, you know, we always talk about JC. There's there's money for boosters and there's oil money. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there there's crime and then there's cartel crime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cartel, this is not like your gangbanger East Coast, West Coast nonsense. That's child's play compared to these guys. Uh, I'll tell you what else is child's play. Like here, there's certain people that think it's cool to not comply when a police officer pulls you over and tells you, to, you know, and, and you just mouth off to the cop or you resist arrest or you run from the cops and typically bad things happen. Well, there, the police, they, they're they're walking around with guns I've never seen other than like military videos. Um, and, and they all are just, they're ready to go. You don't F around with the police in Mexico. <laughs> so this whole thing about, well, yeah, I'm not going to comply. I'm going to mouth. I'm going to run. I'm going to resist it. No, you don't do that there. You don't do that there. You, you just, you, you stay in the good graces, but because those people are, and you see them checkpoints, and even we're at a beautiful resort in Tulum. Um, but you see them all over because you got to keep, you got to keep people safe. You got to keep the the tourist industry coming in, which is huge for that part of Mexico. And, uh, uh, those folks do not play. So I never uh, felt in danger of anything, felt very safe, had a terrific trip. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Got to see the ruins, got to see the, um, uh, cenotes, which is like this underwater, when when limestone gives way over time, it creates like a natural pool of the clearest mm. you know, water imaginable. It's like straight out of an Avion bottle poured into like this thing and you get a pool. And then I went underground and in the caves and bats flying over my head. Like it, it, it is just cool stuff. So anyway, so I'm packing for this trip and that's when the that's when the bomb drops. So we're, we're embarking on the one year anniversary of the other bomb that dropped that no one saw coming. And anybody that tells you they did, they're lying. One thing about these people that run college football, and we know that's not the NCAA, it's the conference commissioners and it's the TV networks. They're pretty good at keeping a secret when they want it because nobody had Texas, Oklahoma leading for the SEC last year. One uh, intrepid reporter broke the story right, right during media days and everybody just snowball. Well, this year, JC, the equivalent was as I'm packing and getting ready to go to Mexico and just got done with a three hour radio show talking about anything but this UCLA and Southern Cal leave the Pac-12 for the Big Ten game changer. And now, unlike Oklahoma, Texas moving to the SEC. I mean, that had a ripple effect. The Big 12 had to scramble once again. Big 12 is getting used to that. It's kind of like living near a, an active volcano, like you, you know, you're, or, or maybe a better example. If you live in certain parts of Florida, you don't freak out whenever there's a hurricane watch 
right? Or a hurricane warning. Like, cause it's, it's just part of the, uh, that's part of doing business. If you live down there, it's going to happen. If you live in parts of the Midwest or Oklahoma, like when you hear that siren go off, a tornado could be close by you, you bunker down, you get in the basement. Well, if you're the big 12, you've already been through this 10 years ago when Texas threatened to leave the PAC 12. Ironically enough, now it's the PAC 12 leaving and going to the big 10. And so, uh, in this particular situation, you have a, a, a scenario where, unlike the Big 12 did what they had to do, right? They picked up four schools. They, I thought they did as well a job as you could do. They picked up the best four available. Now, it, it, we're, we're back on DEFCON 1. If, if you're the Pac-12, you're, you're on the brink of extinction. If you're the Big 12, you got to be active, if you're the Big Ten, you might not be done. If you're the ACC, you got a lot of unhappy people with a grant rights deal that goes through 2036, so you're not sitting with a pat hand. The SEC is the one conference that probably can just lay back and, you know, put the recliner out, put your feet up. But, uh, uh, but even that's not a safe assumption as well. So we are back, DEFCON 1, in college football, the major story has broken, and it's unlike Oklahoma, Texas, you have to feel like there's a part two coming soon around the corner. So that is where we are, JC, and we get to talk about it today. We'll hold off on the guest line till the next podcast um, because I just think there's there's too many things for you and I to, to chop up here to where I don't want to just get into a, a team profile right now. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. It, it was shocking to me and uh... – I received a phone call. Look, UCLA and USC are two of the best brands, and um, I know we have a lot of South Carolina listeners, and I know you don't have to send me an email telling me USC is in Columbia. Uh, But most of the country, you know, says USC. So (laughs) they're iconic brands. Um, First and foremost, I I think brands are starting to become – uh, as valuable, even though there's still a lot of value in, in, in cable TV, and I'm going to get to that in a second, um, as valuable uh, as a geographic location. Uh, in, in other words, Mike, I don't, I don't think the Big Ten at this point, had they not added Rutgers in Maryland, in fact, I don't think they add Rutgers in Maryland right now. Right. Uh, even though that's a bunch of cable TV, because I think brands are becoming pretty important because – uh, it's pointing toward a, a, a college football being completely revolutionized. I mean, we're not going to recognize the sport. And I started thinking about it, and you know, we were. I mean, this has happened in the history of the sports. Sewanee University mm-hmm. of the South used to play in the SEC. So did Tulane, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. Uh, all the ACC and SEC and current Southern Conference teams were all in the Southern Conference at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some schools to the West went to the SEC, some formed the ACC. Uh, we've had seismic shifts. The Ivy League uh, and the, the academies used to be powerhouses, you know, around the country. And now, obviously, they're not so much. So we, we've had shifts through time before. And it's just amazing we're living through it because – there's generations of people that did not, that, that would not recognize anything. Um, but you start to think about it and you start to think, start to think about the PAC 12, uh, their TV deals coming up. Um, you know, would the commissioner out there have done a better job than Larry Scott? I have no doubt about <laughs> it. Uh, you know, but 
you know, when you start talking about money and, 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 and keep in mind too, UCLA, there, there's a difference financially between where SC's at right now and where UCLA's at right now. Um, UCLA's struggling. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. they need money, but um, you, you start thinking about it and, <laughs> uh, you know, away we go. Uh, and, and what's surprising about all this is I think previously, and this is why everything is on the table right now in college football, Notre Dame's on the table, North Carolina leaving the ACC is on the table. Um, everything's on the table because in years past, you know, Texas had it pretty doggone good in the Big 12. They ran the show, basically. Uh, SC and UCLA are the big dogs in the Pac-12. They ran the show. I mean, you know, now you got to go kind of with other big dogs. <laughs> you know, I don't think Texas is going to tell Alabama what to do anytime soon, uh, nor is uh, SC going to tell Ohio State what to do anytime soon. Um, and so it's some consolidation. Now, Now, you know, there are three things uh, that are four things I would point to here, and I'm going to go through these pretty quickly. Uh, and then, then we'll discuss. I, I talked about it on an earlier podcast today. Uh, I think one: Why would the Big Ten want SC and UCLA? Uh, obviously, the brand uh, and, and and you know the, they're iconic. They're they're two of the biggest in all of college sports uh, across the board. You know, uh, and then one A would be, of course, the the cable television market uh, out there. And and I was told by a good source. Mike, that uh, with the Big Ten Network, 61% is owned by Fox, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a cash cow. Uh, the Big Ten Network, when you are out of network, out of region, in other words, you know, the West Coast probably has, I mean, everywhere in the country has a bunch of Big Ten alums. Those are huge schools, big, big land grant, cornfield located, uh, 60,000 student body uh, schools, and they all love football and sports, mm-hmm. um, most of them. And, um, I mean, even Northwestern travels better than most of your academic schools. Uh, so uh, there's, there's alums everywhere, but they pay, okay, as part of their cable television package. And then even the folks that, like, upgrade to the Grand Slam Tennis Channel Tier 2 that don't give a crap about college sports and Big Ten Networks thrown in on it, you know. So they all pay 10 cents you know, per cable bill for that. Uh, in market, like every state that has a Big Ten program and an in market, Mike, pays 90. So that's nine times the amount uh, of uh, people that are currently already subscribed to the Big Ten Network uh, in the state of California uh, that will, you know, now have to pay 90 cents now. You know, and I, and I, don't, I think every single one of them will pay it, right? Nobody's going to go, oh, I want that 80 cents back, man. Uh, and so that's number one money and, and more revenue. I mean, and, and it's, a, it's a, it's an even bigger game changer for the big 10, uh, than when they've expanded previously. Penn, Penn, I'm talking Penn state, Nebraska, you know, Miami, I'm sorry, Maryland, uh, and Rutgers, whoever, you know, cause, cause Maryland and Rutgers basically brought TV markets. That's kind of it. Um, now the Pat Big Ten, uh, when you put together a television contract, uh, media rights contract, they cover five of the top seven television markets in America, including Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York. Yeah. Strong. Wow. You know, I mean, outside of a pro sport, national pro sports league, there's no other sports league that can even say that, in my opinion. Um so 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 there's that. So why why would why would SC and UCLA go? Um, there is the financial 
uh, aspect of it, especially where UCLA is concerned. Uh, I, I think uncertainty about the future um, and, and being out, you know, just your sort of traditional things where, uh, you know, do we have enough money for facilities? Can we go fire a coach? Can we go hire a coach? You know, those things that, that other sports, you know, those things that television revenue is a big part of, of operation. Um, and, and so your traditional financial reasons uh, are there. Um, I, I think that for a while now, competitively in, you know, men's basketball and, and football, um, you know, the one pandemic year in men's basketball is a little different, but, you know, the two major driving sports, the Pac-12 has gotten less and less and less competitive with its peer conferences uh, in recent years. And, and, and the Big Ten, it is what it is, uh, but it is normally the second best league in football and you know, basketball would put a bunch of teams in the tournament, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, the reality is our, our our country and our world is getting smaller. You know, somebody asked me, like, who, who should I blame for this? I said Southwest Airlines because, <laughs> you know, you, you can take that direct flight from uh, for, from L.A. to Madison now or wherever, you know, or, or Columbus, and, and whereas you just have to connect in, uh, in my former city, in your hometown, the Atlanta airport, where service is always – smiley and happy uh you know but but that's that's the reality of it you know where to and with with the internet and everything we're all connected more than we used to be and and so it doesn't it, it's not as jarring to say ah well this this conference stretches from new york to la here's the other part of it that i think is interesting uh and it ties back to name image and likeness and paying players and all that and this is kind of where i go into semi-speculation mode. But I did see it reported. I think Bruce Feldman talked about it on Twitter. Uh, the Big Ten, he talked to a, I guess, high-ranking official source that there is talk of a revenue share with players um, from TV money. Now, what's a re- – you know, to me, you know, I've I've never thought – you know, these people that want 50% of the revenue are out of their mind. You know, that's just not how it works. Uh, but uh, if you think about name, image, and likeness and what at its essence it is, right, would being on television not be name, image, and likeness? And I think that would head off some of the crazies that want them to unionize and uh, pick it and <laughs> make silly demands. I mean, you, you remember during the pandemic, those Pac-12 players got together and, you know, just the stupidity that came out of the mm-hmm. players' mouths and then the stupidity that came out of their lawyers' mouth. And it's just it's this la-la land. Well, I think this is a way to, to not only back them off, but to also get some sort of regulation with NIL is you, is you say, okay, um, we're going to give – this is our answer – you're getting a cut of this TV money, but we're going to heavily regulate it until you get on camp. You know, we're going to make sure that, you know, if you don't, you know, you're, you're not getting the TV money. If you have any sort of NIL deal before you get on campus, if you talk to anybody and, and all that, and, and, and I'm assuming what it would be, would be everybody would get all the players would get the same cut. So, so, with that being on the table, and, and you know, the, the folks behind the scenes are way out in front of it more so than the media or anybody else. With that being a solution, which I think is smart, uh, and you're Southern County UCLA, and you're like, 
we're already hemorrhaging players. Everybody's heading east. Uh, the SEC and Big Ten, they're going to be able to like cut checks for these guys as part of an internal in-house NIL deal with the television networks. Uh, and, you know, we're still sitting here with the Pac-12 network that's not even available in Santa Barbara, you know. Um, so there's a competitive angle that ties back to NIL and recruiting here. I think some people may be missing if indeed uh, a revenue share uh, comes comes about. And I'm talking strictly television money, this whole notion that they want all the revenue and half of it. No, 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 no. But but I think under the spirit of name, image, and likeness, and it hit me today that that's television, right, Mike? I mean, <laughs> and that's a name, image, and likeness. That's what you're using. So, um, uh, and a lot of schools around the country, you know, I know in South Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, uh, I think Florida's on the docket. You know, they've been talking about. Uh, you know, suspending their state law or they have suspended their state law. And a lot of them are bringing the NIL situation in house. Uh, I know in the state of California, you know, God bless those fine people that govern that state. Good Lord. They were about to pass a law where you had to give uh, total revenue uh, to these other, these other, you know, these athletes. And then they included women's basketball in it and stuff. And, you know, so that's, if you're Southern Cal and UCLA, that's scary too. Uh, if you have to give, if you're forced by law to give them, you know, your players money. Um, and so I think, I think there's a competitive uh, aspect of it uh, that, that, that maybe people weren't talking as much about if indeed this comes to pass. Uh, and then you have to think about it too, Mike, you know, even though that they're trying to kind of suffice or, or, or satisfy the lawmakers in California uh, with that, um, you know, I don't think the Big Ten's letting them in if the Big Ten wasn't planning on doing the same thing with their other schools, you know, because then it becomes completely unfair and all your players are going to start heading west. <laughs> so uh, I, I'd watch out for that moving forward. That's kind of the, the fourth leg of uh, of my opinion on this is uh, I think, uh, you know, we talk about players getting paid and, and, and I'm against making them employees and uh, I just don't think unions are going to work in every state universally and because there's some states that are uh, right to work, some some states not. But I, I'll say this, I, I, I think I have less of an issue with sharing the just the actual television revenue with the players because when you – when you do break it down and think about it, Mike, that, that is like, that's name, image, and likeness. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. what it is. You, you don't, you don't not pay your, I mean, you're, you're not, you don't sit there and pay your director and, uh, and pay your producer and pay your crew and your, your best boy and your key grip and all that. And then not pay your actors, you know, I mean, now we can talk about whether the actors need to get more than the director or not. I don't think that's the case in college football. Cause I still feel the brand, and the uh, the college itself and the programs themselves are the ones that actually draw the eyeballs. Uh, and I think you can you can replace players and probably still have a great product. That's- but I, I don't I don't have less of a problem with that than than hey let's unionize and damn the man and, and we're exploited and all that because honest to God if you read some of the stupidity from young people these days I, I just don't think that generation can and, and nothing against anybody out there that's in that generation I'm not blanketing everybody. But I can just see – I can see it now. 
It's, it's multiple, it's complaints about stuff that don't matter and then unreasonable demands to satisfy those complaints. All right. You, and, and you've, so entered, you've entered a whole other sphere that I yeah. can't even wrap my arms around. <laughs> yeah. Right I'll, now stop, I'll stop. I'll stop with that one. I'll yeah, stop with that. Uh, you're that you're, you're three steps ahead of the game, which is the way the, the people that run the sport have to think. I'm not the, I can't even, I'm still unpacking what just happened. And <laughs> uh, I mean, look, in, in a, in a different way, what you're saying is money rules the roost money rules these decisions. Uh, and we know this, right. I always get a kick out of like the, you know, the guy that's in the, in the, you know, just a bunch of people getting together and talking about stuff like this. And, and it's always that guy, like he, he thinks he's got the, you know, the, the ultimate point. He says, I'll tell you what it's really all about. You probably, you guys probably haven't thought about this. I'll tell you money. Oh, thank you. Einstein. We, we know that. <laughs> it, is about really. it ain't about winning and it ain't about money. It's not about geography. Well, yeah, we, we got that. It's always been about money. I mean, that's, that's, we're, we're past that. Um, I, I think that, I think that when you, when you look at this, as you pointed out, you, you can't think of travel in, in the old day. I mean, these teams aren't taking trains across the country for a game like they did in the 1930s. Better day, better day. Everybody's on, and they're not waiting through uh, uh, security lines and having their flight delayed five times like you and I would on a regular flight. They're all taking charter flights. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw a lot of this when the news broke. Well, we can all be excited now for that Southern Cal Rutgers game. Uh, okay, haha, funny cynicism. I get it, but but that's not what this is all about, obviously. And as you pointed out, you know, if they could have a mulligan on on Rutgers and Maryland, they probably would take it. But but that's done. Yeah, and and, and, and those uh, schools are still making the money. I mean, like you pointed uh, out, absolutely. C- C- cable and, and is not dead. You know, I mean, you know. no, no, and, and they don't hurt anybody. You know, I mean, it's just like <laughs> Vanderbilt doesn't hurt anybody in the SEC. Nashville's a terrific market, a great town. Um, you know, do they earn the same? Are they holding their weight in terms of the? piece of the financial pie well people can argue that just like they can argue Rutgers but but at the end of the day that that's so insignificant I believe what we're really headed toward and I thought this for years um, obviously we're headed towards super conferences well I, I realize I'm one of like a million people that had that theory mm-hmm. but when people talk about the geography of it and these these ridiculous matchups that don't make any sense and they're, they're there's no um you know, it's, it's incongruent. I'll use the word. Um, think of it this way. I, I think if we, if we keep going the way we're going and we head toward the 18 to 20 team super conferences, what you could really do if you wanted to be creative and, and make it more practical and logistic is that you basically would have, you could have two big divisions and have those schools play each other Everybody plays everybody in that division. And then your conference championship game would be the winner of, say, the West Western teams versus the Central teams or what have you. A true, fresh conference championship game between two teams that haven't played one another all year long. I think that's 
that's where we're ultimately headed. So geography, I mean, if some of the things that are being rumored are true, and if some of the additions that ha- and the Big Ten and the SEC keep adding and adding and adding and dwarfing, dwarfing the the financial practices of the other conferences, the power of the other conferences, all the all the elite programs are going to you're either going to be in those two leagues or you're going to be in Siberia. Uh, what does Siberia look like? Well, ask Oregon State what Siberia looks like. Ask Kansas State. Ask Washington State. That's what Siberia looks like. You're just sitting there and nobody's calling you and you're just hoping that the, the Titanic doesn't sink. That's Siberia. The Big Ten and the SEC, if they want, they could create a true AFC, NFC type vibe. Mm-hmm. They could do it. Wouldn't have to, the geography and the natural rivalries, it wouldn't matter because you could, you could put those within the two divisions in your own league and have a conference championship game that would actually probably excite more people than it does right now. For the, for the here and now, it, it, this is a clear move. The Pac-12, I hate to keep harping on Larry Scott, uh, I tweeted out right around the time this all happened. Like, this is what happens when you, when everybody else is hiring commissioners with a background in university on-campus experience or within the confines of a of a, a, a conference's uh, office. You know, an underling to a conference commissioner and, and learning your way. I mean, that's what Greg Sankey did. Um, and and now you could argue he's almost the de facto czar of of college football in a lot of ways, even though he didn't ask for that. Um, when you hire a guy that's ran women's tennis, this is what happens. Um, and people will say, well, what about Kevin Warren? Well, well, Kevin, don't give Kevin Warren too much credit in all this. No, this, the, the people behind the scenes that are running the big 10 deal is Fox. As you pointed out, rightly so JC, they own the majority of the big 10 network. They own the majority of the Big Ten package. They get the number one game each week in the Big Ten. They'll have Michigan, Ohio State for the rest of that deal. They'll have the Big Ten championship game. Fox has wanted to be – they're never going to, in my opinion, uh, and I realize I, I'm in a little bit of an awkward situation saying this, but believe you me, I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. It's not just because I'm an ESPN employee. I don't think Fox is going to match ESPN anytime soon in college football as the number one source. No matter what you think of ESPN overall, no matter how much you disagree with this, that, and the other, their commitment to college football has been far and away number one. Their rights have been far and away number one. They own the college football playoff. They own most 99% of the bowl games. Uh, so for Fox, it's not about being one. It's more about being a close number two or a one B. And if you can make the big 10 that much more powerful. And by the way, I should point out Fox executives, Fox is based in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of their, some of their executives went to Southern Cal. Like th- this uh, is cl- Levin, uh, the, the top guy went to UCLA too. Yeah. And yeah. Jacob Ullman, uh, who I know a little bit, went to Southern Cal and is a huge Southern Cal fan. And Jacob Ullman mm. is a he's a he's a powerful guy within the Fox structure. So this this is close to their heart as well. Uh, Kevin Warren could go take a cat nap and this would have happened. I, I'm sure he was in on the conference call, but Kevin Warren's not designing all this behind. This has been in the works 
before Kevin Warren even got the job. These types of conversations have been going on for a while. It finally was the right time. The Pac-12 is up for a TV deal. And my guess is they didn't like where that might have been going compared to what Fox was able to come up with uh, if they joined the Big Ten. And boom, bam, bing, there you have it. Those are the power brokers. Uh, and if you're the Pac-12, I'm going to steal a Chris Childers line, our, uh, our, our cohort, our buddy from Full Ride on Sirius XM. The Pac-12 got kicked right in the Klyovkov. Uh, they got kicked. Like, like Klyovkov was trying to do some innovative stuff and clean up the mess left by Larry Scott. And then this happens. And now, good Lord, you are fighting to get back upstream again. And there's a heavy current because – there are other, we know this for a fact, this is not speculation. There are other Pac-12, Pac-10 now, could be Pac-2 tomorrow, uh, schools that have already been in discussions with the Big 12. Now, I thought maybe the natural move of all of this would be the Pac-12 and Big 12 merging. I thought that could have been an interesting counter move, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. It does look like the Big 12 is trying to poach Pac-12 schools. There's also talk of, Stanford and Cal joining the Big Ten. So the Big Ten might not be done poaching Pac-12 schools. Uh, the only thing that if the Pac-12, Big 12 merger doesn't happen, there's a story. Ross Dellinger, again, we need to have Ross on. I don't you know. know, Ross. Do you, do you know Ross? You ever met Ross, dealt with Dell? I didn't no. know who Ross Dellinger was two years ago. But, but Ross Dellinger has been crushing, just crushing it. Um you know, for SI.com, when, when Pat Forty is giving you his social commentary of how the world should look like and who's bad and who's not, Ross is doing what college football fans want a college football insider reporter to do, and that is to break news, to educate us. And his latest story is the Pac-12 and the ACC are discussing a broadcast partnership that would have the ACC network or a new ESPN network air Pac-12 games on the West Coast. So this is not an alliance. Don't roll your eyes at that that term, uh, folks out there listening, because that was all a joke, and we, we kind of labeled it as such at the time. This is something concrete. This is let's, let's add TV dollars. Let's go ahead and get more games aired, more access to homes. Let's strengthen our TV prowess. Uh, and so you can understand why they they would be unlikely bed partners in that situation. So that's out there. But we got a lot of things on the table, and I don't even want to waste time on Notre Dame because I'm so tired of freaking Notre. We got we got to spend an extra, a separate ten minutes talking about Notre Dame, and they're just going to want to stay independent. Fine. When Notre Dame joins a league, we'll take a segment to talk Notre Dame football. Until then, I'm done. I'm done. Just I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I don't care. Notre Dame, you keep doing what you do, Notre Dame, because for most of us, you are irrelevant. For most of us, we really don't we don't focus on Notre Dame. How many how many games a year, JC, that Notre Dame plays? Do you say, man, I gotta I gotta get to a TV and watch that? They don't play Michigan anymore. Every damn one of them. But that's why 
but I'm I'm engaged to another Dame fan. That's <laughs> oh, all right. I got that. Okay, before before your lovely uh, bride to be was in the picture. How I many better, times? I better get in front of the TV for the Notre Dame game. I'll tell you. You're gonna be that. watching. You're gonna be watching the Gamecocks. You're gonna be watching the SEC. CBS SEC game of the week. You know, and you're like me. You'll watch a lot of other things when we're not working. Uh, if there's a game late at night in the Mountain West, I'm watching. If there's Heck a Sun yeah. clash on a Friday night, I'm watching. Um, we can't get enough college football. But anyway, the, yeah. all these things are going on right now. Um, and <laughs> while it is exciting and it gives people like you and me stuff to talk about in the summertime, boy, I wish it would just stabilize already and, and let that other domino drop. I think we all believe there's one more to come this summer. Let that other domino drop, and then let's let's let the smoke clear for a little bit, and then we can start getting into schedules and Heisman Trophy candidates and uh, quarterback rankings and all that other good stuff. Here, here's what I think, Mike. I, I think I, I, I don't, I, and I, maybe I am way ahead of you on, on this. I, 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 I think uh, there's two things. I, th- I think number one, uh, you know, a lot of fans, even though they're going to pay lip service to the tradition of the sport and, you know, all this stuff and, and they're going to complain. I mean, you got to drag college football fans kicking and screaming at times uh, into the future. Uh, that said, and I'll get back to that at that point in a second. Uh, I, I think when the, the other leagues decided not to expand the playoff, it was game on. Yep. Um, and, and, and I, I and, I, and like I said, I'm not going to credit Kevin Warren with anything because uh, Josh Pate, who we've had on the show, he tweets out the other day, his buddies and uh, Grand Cayman and Kevin Warren's just sitting at the bar. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I love it. I respect the guy for that, but man, I mean, hey, all, the, all hell's breaking loose. His man, he, he looked happy and relaxed. He working um, as hard as I was last yeah. week in Tulum. And I, and I've heard it from people behind the scenes. It's, it's Fox and Jim Delaney. They're, they're kind of orchestrating it. I think Greg Sankey, when the, the Alliance, whatever pile of dog crap that was happened, I think at that point it's like, okay, look, you know, you, <laughs> we're done, okay. Um, and and you heard the talk about SEC having its own playoff, all that. I think that's where we're headed. Uh, will will the other leagues scramble and, and try to you know patch it together? You know, the it, and I'll tell you this, Mike. If it weren't for the ACC's foolish grant of rights, and I, I call it that because it was extremely foolish. Um, and I'm not even in TV, and I, I know that was probably a really bad deal uh, to sign. You look at the projections by 2028, the average SEC payout, I think, will be like 117 million. The Big Ten was 109 before they added the LA schools. Mm-hmm. ACC sitting at 50. Uh, and you know, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, it, it, with schools bringing NIL in house too, that, that that's a whole different can of worms. Um, but those those contracts were written by like, you know, I don't know the mafia. You know, it's like you sign them in blood. I mean, you, you look at them, and they, any lawyer will tell you they are hard to get out of. Well, remember where they were. It's a great point. But remember, remember where the ACC was. They were determined to have their own channel, yeah. and and ESPN was the only people that were going to give it to them, and. 
with that deal, they got the best that they could get. I mean, that's the reality of it. If you're Clemson and you're Florida State and you're Miami, uh, just keep in mind, you don't like that deal now, but that's what the market was willing to pay for it. You decided to stay in the ACC. Now, if you wanted to make more money on TV, maybe be more aggressive about getting out, but they, but they stood in. And I'll tell you this, this could go down as the biggest, the most ill-advised decision in college football history or college athletics history. Six months ago, let's not forget, the Pac-12 and the ACC rejected their ticket to the playoff plan, the playoff expansion plan that had automatic bids, six of them, and they would have had a cut of a $1 billion, it's billion with a B, a $1 billion revenue pie. And they wanted to cut, I keep using this cliche, cut off their nose to spite their face. We're not going to give Greg Sankey and the SEC what they want. So no, we don't agree to that after all. You could have had a part of a $1 billion pie. And instead you said no, and now it's scramble mode. Scramble mode. And, and I think, quite frankly, you know, there's two two things at play here. I, I think, quite frankly, leadership, leadership at the, uh, I think people are sick of it. Uh, I think people are sick of the NCAA, of administrators from places like Bucknell, you know, uh, having just as much of a say as, as somebody from Alabama uh, about the sport, about the sports people care about big time of sports. I think people are extremely sick of that. I think they're sick of the charade uh, about academics. Um, I think there's a backlash toward all of that. And, and, and I think people are quite frankly sick uh, outside of the Big Ten and SEC where life is good. People are sick of their conferences. Um, and, and, you know, some of them, some of them are scared to death and hold on to the life raft. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, what you could even see, I mean, you know, because this ACC Pac-12 thing is dumb. I mean, you're just basically scrambling for a few more dollars there. Uh, and, and look, man, Clemson at Stanford on 10 o'clock at night, you know, uh, that's going to probably be a blowout. You know, uh, I is Cle- Clemson's a great draw right now, but, you know, not so much when they play Wake and, and teams like that. And I think in that league in particular, the ACC, uh, I think the Clemsons and, and North Carolinas and Florida States are the world of schools that are have the big brands uh, are, are sick of supporting schools that, you know, for lack of a better term, don't invest uh, and don't care and don't don't emphasize it. Um, and I think there's a desire uh, and a, um, you know, a, 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 I guess probably a plan for, for, for the schools that care to get out uh, of the big 12 of the PAC 12 of the ACC, those, those conferences that keep screwing the pooch. I think uh, simultaneously, Mike, if you're a television executive, you look at college football, we're going on about 30 years now since the SEC expanded and we had conference title games for the first time and all that. And if, if you start looking at it, at it, at it you know, there's some apathy that's set in. I mean, don't nobody needs to tell me that the fans aren't passionate because they are. They may not be showing up, but that's a different that's a different topic because of TVs, every game's on TV, all that good stuff. But I do notice it with with things like bowl games, 
uh, in the playoff era, we've noticed this. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's in a way uh, sucked the life out of fan bases enthusiasm for the games, but, it, but it's also because they, you know, we're going on again, 30 years of the same old bowl tie-ins or the same two conferences and all that same destinations, you know, um, in the sec, I read something where if, you know, cause SEC schools are known for traveling quite well. And, and I've read, I read where when a school doesn't, when a team does not visit a place uh, for a long period of time, eight, nine years, those road crowds and requests for road tickets are twice as much. Uh, and, and, and so I, while I don't think that the, the, the interest in the game is, is healthy. I mean, it's unhealthy, quite the contrary, uh, I do think it's gotten a bit stale. Um, and the four-team playoff, and, you know, it's not the four-team playoff in and of itself. It's that we're also simultaneously living through the greatest dynasty that we'll ever see in our lives and with Alabama. Um, and so here's Alabama again, you know, and, and, and nobody can help that, right? <laughs> um, and so I think if you're a television executive and you're looking, it's like, well, what's, what's next in this sport? You know, where can we take it next? Um, and, and it, while at the same time preserving what makes college football great. And, and it, you know, it hit me. It is two super conferences like the AFC and NFC. And you alluded to this earlier, Mike, you could go back to the future. Um, and, and I don't know that eight or nine team divisions are well they stopped. Like if you have a 24 team conference, right? Let's say the SEC added. Clemson, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia Tech, Virginia, the schools that care. I think Florida Georgia, State, Florida State, Miami, that's six. And you need, what, two more? Um, I still think Greg Sankey may be the one to convince Notre Dame to join the league, but people think I'm nuts. <laughs> well, let's say that let's say they get uh they get Oklahoma State and or or maybe they go get the Arizona schools since they're in the South. Um and then, or maybe Oklahoma State and Kansas. You know, Kansas is a good brand, or whatever. Uh, maybe they bring Duke with them. I don't know. But some kind of, and then, the, and then the Big Ten expands west. They get Oregon and Washington in. Maybe they get Notre Dame. Um, you know, and then they look maybe Stanford, Cal, and uh, maybe they end up with Kansas or something. I don't know. There's some schools out there. Maybe they go into Texas. Uh, maybe they get Georgia Tech. I don't know. But you're going to look at the two super conferences with, uh, you know, it's probably north and south, actually. Northern schools, southern schools with a few mm-hmm. outliers. And um, and I think they're just going to go it alone because then what you can do is it almost goes back to the days where there's not that many teams in your conference and you can play all these other interesting games if you want. And then you play it off on each side you know, in other words, you have uh, four, team, four divisions of six. You have a six-team division in the SEC, and then you can play whoever you want. And, and TV it may even mandate cross-conference matchups like they do in the NFL or whatever. Um, and uh, and then those, you know, those four winners of those divisions play along with the next four. And so there's eight. It's an eight-team playoff on one side. It's an eight-team playoff on another. And then the week that 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 uh, the NFL for some reason has decided two weeks of hype is great for the Super Bowl. I completely hate that. So you, you, that's where you play your college football Super Bowl right there. <laughs> and you want to talk about a spectacle? 
It's a spectacle. And what it does is when you're talking about 16 teams uh, out of 48, uh, you're not limiting, uh, you know, you're going to have a nice variety because that's one third of the teams have a chance to get the postseason. If you want to throw them a bone and still have bowl games, that's fine. But it kind of diminishes the argument of, well, then nobody's ever going to go to the postseason. No, it's going to happen. You have the the playoffs, uh, and then you have the Super Bowl. And then you make all the money. You make all the rules. um, And and it is somewhat professionalized. But – and I brought this up to some South Carolina people the other day. I'm like, you realize if that happens, you're basically going back to the ACC. Because, you know, logic, geography dictates you're going to be right there with Clemson and North Carolina and NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech on that eastern seaboard of the Southeastern Conference. And um, and everybody was fine with that. I think they're tired of losing to Alabama and Auburn and those teams. But, uh, uh, you know, you you have to think about it like that. Um, You know, and and so – and I've really been thinking sort of in 3D about this whole thing because the thought of super conferences has always bothered me. But when you kind of break it down like that and you're like, well, it's actually going to be more regional and the, the regular season is going to still be a lot of fun and you're still going to play your neighbor and all that makes it special still going to happen. You're just going to get rid of some of the, quite frankly, BS that bogs the sport down. Um and then, you know, the one thing that does bother me about that plan is there will be some collateral damage. I mean, Washington State uh, has a long tradition. People don't realize this. Washington State fans are passionate. Uh, Terrific. The John Candy was in a movie called Volunteers, I think, with Tom Hanks. And, and, and they go and he gets captured by some rogue Southeast Asian army. And he teaches them the Washington State song because he's – you know what, Paul from Pullman or something, Peter from Pullman or something like that. He's a big coog. Uh, you know, you hate to see that go away. I mean, you, you, you hate to see Stanford Cal, if they don't get in the Big Ten, relegated to, you know, second class, a second class rivalry. I mean, you know, if I'm the group of five, I'm actually kind of happy because I'm like, man, we're going to get some big time programs, fall down to our level, and we'll have our own playoff, you know, like they do at every other level of football except the pros. They divide it up into like schools with resources and then they play it off in that sport. Um, there's no Hoosiers in football where every world French lick is going to sit there and, uh, or Hickory's going to sit there and win the state championship. Football is done by, in high school level, by, you know, your resources, your student body. And so, you know, I, I, I think that's where we're heading. I think Notre Dame, you mentioned them, they're going to have to join a league, like it or not. And, you know, I think they will because I think money talks. And I don't know that it'll be the Big Ten necessarily. Uh, I think, you know, there's some history there where a former Michigan coach refused to play Notre Dame. I don't remember who. It's a famous name, and I can't remember who it is, okay? And that sort of launched Notre Dame. Notre Dame only has 8,600 students. Um, back in the 20s or 30s, said, I'm never playing Notre Dame again, and I want to try to kill their program. Um, all right. <laughs> and that's when, I guess, Newt Rockney or whoever, I'm probably screwing this up. Notre Dame fans, please tell me how wrong I am with the names and stuff. But that's when they got on the train, like you were talking about, Mike. And that's when Notre Dame started traveling all over the country and playing. And that's what led to their rise. I mean, you have the – and it's like on the train cars, hey, hey, coach, 
I'm going to go back to the Gipper's car and have a stogie with it. Oh, all right. Uh, let's, let's get him, hit him to the left, hit him to the right. Remove your, remove your top hat first, sir. Yes, sir. Have you no manners, you know? Uh, nah, I just can't wait to get out there, boss. Get on the field. I'm going to hit him. going to hit him once. going to hit him twice, you know, in Notre Dame. You know, and that happened way back when. So there's there's still kind of like some hard feelings there. Uh, and, you know, Notre Dame joining the ACC, you know, was kind of a, Haha, we're just going to go do this and, and have our cake and eat it too. So hypothetically, they, people, again, people think I'm crazy. And, and maybe maybe I want this to happen because half the time I live, you know, two hours from South Bend <laughs> and I'd love to see it. Would not that be the mother of all victories if Greg Sankey got Notre Dame to join the the Southeastern Conference? Look, I think Notre Dame, if they do join a conference, and like I said before, I promised I wasn't going to spend ounces of energy on thinking about it because I just – the fact that we spend so much time talking about a program – that hasn't won anything significant since 1988 um, is, is, is beyond me. But, uh, and I've got a good friend who's a Notre Dame graduate. Uh, you know, I, I don't hate Notre Dame. Like, unlike a lot of people, I don't feel like I need to love or hate Notre Dame. I, I'm pretty ambivalent about them, but I don't like separate rules for one program. And Notre Dame has always had that. We had it in the BCS. We had to have a separate stipulation for Notre Dame. Yeah. And now we're talking, you know, so, but if they do decide, okay, enough is enough. The money is too good to pass up and NBC simply can't match it. They can't justify it by broadcasting one half of Notre Dame's schedule. Remember now they don't have the rights to their road games. Then I think anything's in play. It doesn't have to be the big 10. It doesn't have to be the ACC just because they have a partial uh, connection there. Now it could be anybody. Notre Dame prides itself in being a national program, not a geographical program or a regional program. So if that's the case, sure, it could be the SEC. It, could be, it doesn't matter where it is. Notre Dame is, is they're not about geography. I mentioned they don't play Michigan anymore, at least not on a yearly basis. So it's a good, they don't have to be in the Big Ten. Um, so that's, that, that's a domino that I don't think is going to fall this summer. Just my opinion. I do think dominoes are going to fall from the Pac-12, Big 12 situations. And like I said at the top, if you're the Pac-12, you are – what was the, the Rose from Titanic? Remember she's on that little patch of ice, and Leonardo DiCaprio there is freezing and doing the doggy paddle just to keep up, but she's not giving any – she loves Jack Dawson, but she's not giving any piece of that little – that little slab of ice that's keeping her alive. And eventually old Jack says, okay, uh, you, you love me, but you don't love me enough to, you know, maybe split the go 50, 50 on this. Maybe you do a little dog paddle. So I'm just going to sink to the bottom of the ocean and meet my death. Um, There are some PAC 12 teams and the conference as a whole that are looking at Rose saying, we need a piece of the ice here because we're sinking. We are going to die. There are no lifeboats coming for us. Help. Uh, so that something has to happen there. Has to. And, and it's, it's very aggressive right now. Again, there's nothing secretive about all this. So I, I, I still think there is one more 
not just smoke. There's one more fire that has to be put out here. Uh, and I'll be very curious to see what it looks like when it's done. Are we, are we officially done with the power five? Are we down to four and eventually three and eventually two? Well, uh, there's a report that just came out and it's from a verified Twitter account. A guy named Braden Keith. Now I don't know who this is. Co-founder, editor-in-chief of Swim Swam News. It's just not that this is not that boat guy. Remember, remember? It's not the boat guy. It's, <laughs> yeah, he's, actually, he's actually got a verified account, right? Okay. Verified account by Twitter. Blah, blah, blah. You know, he reports on some political stuff and swimming. He's just like a swimming guy. Okay, so here we go. Swim Swam News. So he covers swimming. Are we really reading this? A guy who covers swimming on Twitter? He's or, a verified uh, on Twitter guy. You mean he's got a blue check mark? You know how many clowns have a blue check mark on Twitter? They're not supposed to put blue check marks on clowns, Mike. <laughs> but uh, so no, but I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not reporting this like I've confirmed it and believe All it. Right. But I mean, look, I know enough to know Clemson's looking around. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I, I have. There is no Clemson, and historically has actually been very loyal to the ACC. Um, you know, and I know our South by South Carolina audience about like, well, no, well, they come in in a heartbeat if they just. That's not true. They're, they like they like their setup, path of least resistance. Believe me, mm-hmm. Clemson University. But I know enough to know that with the the UCLA and SC thing. I mean, I have it on good authority. They're like, whoa, we got to get out of this situation. I think Florida State and Miami are in the exact same boat. Well, here's what the report is. Don't know what Miami's going to do. North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are all negotiating to join the SEC. Uh, ESPN is trying to void their TV deal with the ACC. Okay. That's the report from Swim Swam. Now – I'm not getting. I don't want to get into the ESPN voiding the deal thing. I, I, and you know, out of you know, when you work there and all that. But I mean, they're all, they they are a player, just like Fox. Absolutely. But I've and, and you know, for the longest time, the thought was, and again, you know, Missouri, Texas A and M. I know Texas A and M would get in the SEC right now. I'm not so sure about Missouri. Um, if it were now, you know, uh, so you know, things have changed. And I've always heard that the SEC sort of, you know, was interested in NC State because it's a full, kind of a football-ish school and their culture, it's agriculture school and all that. And Virginia Tech is their football program. Now, North Carolina and Virginia, uh, and I've heard a lot about Virginia and the SEC uh, from the time this broke. Uh, and I think that'd be very interesting, you know, because uh, the UVA uh, – it would give North Carolina some cover uh, to not have to go with Duke <laughs> uh, because North Carolina fancies itself as a public Ivy school, just like UVA. Oh, well, we're going to go uh, enlighten the SEC uh, academically, you know, the, the bull crap. But, you know, they're probably scared to death. If you're the AC, let's say hypothetically, though, Mike, you're, you are the SEC. Would those have been the four schools you'd want to poach? from the Atlantic Coast Conference? Would, would, would those have been your Mike Morgan's personal? If you're Greg Sankey, would those have been your personal picks? Well, I, I think it's important, first of all, to look at it 
now versus the way they looked at it when they added Missouri. When they yeah, added when they added Missouri, it was about what? It was about the upcoming launch of a of a SEC network that had the, the biggest launch of any cable network in history. Think about that. Okay. It, it just because you launch a cable network doesn't mean anybody's going to carry it. Just ask Larry Scott of the Pac-12. Uh, he wanted to launch six Pac-12 stations, and DirecTV said, <laughs> no, we're not paying for six Pac-12 stations. We're not even sure if we're going to pay for one. And, and th- they were doomed from that moment on. Uh, but the landscape has changed. You may have noticed, and I hear it from fans, when certain games, and I'm not talking just low-level games, are streaming only. There's a reason for that. There's a lot of money, JC, you well know, in a different format. There's a lot of money in monthly subscription services, and you don't have to be on a cable channel to do that. You can go over the top. You can go just streaming, uh, and therefore, you don't have to sit there and negotiate with Comcast, with uh, used to be Time Warner, now it's whoever else, um, uh, all the other cable companies out there. I don't even know. I, I'm a Comcast person, which, by the way, we just got the ACC network uh, the last few months. Um, in, in Atlanta or, or Atlanta? In Atlanta, yeah. I now have the ACC network. For, yeah, you want to talk about a program that's going to get left behind? It's just it's the it's our the rambling wreck now. Well, they've yeah they've been. Maybe it's tough. That, that's a whole you you were around Atlanta long enough to know how irrelevant Georgia Tech is within its own city, um, and, and I I don't say that disparagingly. I, I mean I I hate it for him because they do there are some great Georgia Tech fans. My neighbor's a Georgia Tech graduate, but but they're spread out and they just they don't have the. Uh, the staying power in that market. There's about five SEC fan bases that dwarf Georgia Tech. If you listen to sports radio in Atlanta, you're lucky if you get five minutes of Georgia Tech conversation in a given week. Um, but where I was going with all of that is it, it, it's no longer just about market size. So it used to be like, well, why why are you going to add um, – why are you going to add Clemson when you already have South Carolina? Why are you going to add Florida State when you've already got Florida? What we need to expand the footprint. We don't need to just get another school within the footprint. But I, now that's different. Now it's about the the fan bases, the alumni bases, because you don't even have to like. First of all, the networks have already been launched. Secondly. Uh, you don't have to expand the footprint. It, it's it's about the number of people that tune in, and many cases where we're heading, the number of people who stream. Do not end, underestimate how many games in the future are going to be on a streaming format. Because anybody now, you, I can I can teach an eighty five year old grandmother to connect an, an Apple TV device. So anything that's streaming, you can still watch on your sixty five inch high definition television. Um, so that's a, a long-winded way of saying, JC, I think that it's changed now. Yeah, it is. Ten, that, that's ten, why we don't hear the same school. Right. So 10 years ago, it would have been about geography more than quality. Mm-hmm. And so now you you go right for the jugular of who are the programs that are, have the biggest brands, uh, have the, the best programs. 
And so it has to be Clemson, Florida State, Miami. And then if you want to venture north, you could go, you could go Chapel Hill. You could go Virginia. I, I don't know what the first choice would be. Those are, are conversations that uh, would be in a, in a, I don't, I don't like the, the term smoke filled room. I think most of the people are uh, smart enough not to smoke on a regular basis. I, I kid. Ah, I, I, lo- I come from a family of smokers. The good people too. Uh, it's just a bad I, habit. Um, I, I quit a while back and then I started again. Then there I quit you, all right. Yeah. It's, it's an uphill uh, it's battle. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. But in uh, in a room full of some type of substance where uh, the creative juices are flowing more than if they just had a bottled water, they're talking about which ones, but those are the first three that come to mind. That would be automatic. If you just go on the criteria of today, the criteria of, uh, of what you want today, because again, it's not like you're adding Los Angeles. If you're the sec, you're not, you're, you're not adding a market size. So what you're adding, you're not adding a top 10 market, but what you could add, although you could say Miami's a top 10 market, but again, you, and you know how many Florida fans are in Miami. In a lot of ways, you already have Miami. Yeah, it's you already, already have Orlando. You already have Tampa. You get more with Miami, but just like Florida State has fans in Miami. But in a lot of ways, you already have Miami. But I think it's less about the market size, and it's more about the, the prestige. Prestige, and those yeah. Are the, those are the first three that come to mind that are geographically close. Not that that matters completely, but you've already – gotten Oklahoma and Texas westward the Big Ten schools are they're already taken they're not they're not getting out so those would be the first three that would come to my mind yeah I I, I you know I, like I said I'd, I'd, I'd throw everything I had at Notre Dame and 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 you know guess what uh, the SEC would still uh, be uh, con- contiguous as far as geography goes because uh, Indiana shares a big long border with the state of Kentucky, <laughs> so <That's right. laughs> you'd still have that geography there. Um, I'm very intrigued, and, and, and look, I don't think it's any secret that the SEC, if, if the University of North Carolina picked up the phone and said, "Hey, we want to, we want to join," that they would, you know, be in Chapel Hill the next day. Um, I was told a while back too that. Um, you know, I think that they thought NC State was a little more realistic. Uh, but I was told that the SEC would take Duke if it meant getting the Tar Heels. And North Carolina is one of the top five brands and top ten brands, at least, in all college sports, Mike. And people people, people get mad when you say that because they think, well, well, well what about they went six and seven this year? No, that has nothing to do with it. Uh, you're, you know, oh, well, they don't, they don't, they don't, they're a wine and cheese crowd. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, two words, Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, and look, the, 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 in the universe, does that school deserve that because of one guy in an iconic basketball program? Probably not, but you know, North Carolina is the largest state, uh, in the country that does not have either a big 10 or sec program in it. Virginia is the second. So you know, uh, and 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 UNC athletics has, has been very good. Everybody knows who the Tar Heels is. I'll bring you another. I'll give you another movie example. Trading Places. All right, they're all on the uh, the, the train, right? Looking Jay, good, Billy Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, with these uh, basketball fans, who are the basketball fans? Pulling? They're North Carolina fans. You know, Tar Heel fans. 
Um, in you know, three places on the train, there were there were Tar Heel fans. Pretty sure. Oh wow! I didn't even pick up on that. I remember the guy in the gorilla suit, right? Mm-hmm. I remember Eddie Murphy dressing uh, in whatever that garb was with the beef jerky. I remember the the butler Coleman dressed up like a priest, and then Jamie Lee Curtis dressed up like a hiking backpacking Swiss woman or something. Classic movie, by the way. Uh, just if, just just we were talking oh, about comedies the other. Maybe I'm, I may be mixing this up. Hold on. That's okay. You gave me an excuse to talk about training places, and even if it's not true, I, I, I like the reference. I, I anytime we can talk about. The Duke brothers, we can talk about uh, Coleman and Billy Ray and Lewis. I'm good. Uh, uh, okay, so I've been Googling it now, and it's just like, it's, no, that, uh, like blah, 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 blah. No, there's a movie where it's a, it's a train. They get on a train. It's this a train is completely off the tracks. We, I know, my bad. All right, so I'll look that up in the next episode. I'll we'll be, figure I'm, that out. Now. This is going to drive me nuts. Uh, because you, 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 yeah, anyway, but I mean, All right. the, the point I is, North they're Carolina, a brand, they're that's a brand. where you were going with that. They, Virgin- they are a brand. Virginia to me is very interesting, uh, because they've been, you know, even though they're closer to like the bigger TV markets campus wise, tech has a huge alumni base in DC and. Uh, all around, maybe may, it may be to get North Carolina. They're like, no, we're absolutely not taking Duke because this is about, you know, this is Shashevsky's not there anymore. This is about, you know, how are they going to kind of hold up? We don't want another Vanderbilt. Um, and, and UNC's like, but we need a buddy. And UNC and Virginia are buddies, and, and that's one of the longest running football rivalries in the South, so or games in the South rivalry, whatever. Um, so maybe that. If, if Virginia and North Carolina are true, maybe that happened. I don't know Clemson and FSU have always kind of wink, wink, nod. Now, remember, remember the, the the rumor was FSU and Clemson were going to the Big 12 uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and I also know this, one more thing. I had a buddy from UVA call me. It works there, uh, not in athletics, that, that was trying to tell me about that. Uh, the night this all broke and I was getting so many calls, I had to go and never called him back. But, I think that's interesting because he works on campus and uh, now, and, and then I've heard from other people that no, 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 the SEC is interested in Virginia, not tech. Uh, and so, wow, that's surprising. And so then, so that makes sense. The Clemson FSU thing because of the big 12 thing makes sense. And then one more thing, this same contact at UVA plus another one back when Maryland joined the big 10 I don't think people realize how far down the road Virginia went with the Big Ten at the time. Uh, it was pretty far down the road. Um, but if you remember when the ACC expanded uh, and they had a Virginia Tech, you know, the politicians in Virginia got involved and were like, no, you're, you're taking Tech or you're not voting. Uh, you're not going to add Syracuse right now. And so that's why Syracuse got left behind for a little while. So, um, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Well, you're it, you're going to hear you're, you're going to hear a hundred of these rumors. Sure, and yeah. whether it's uh, um, swim guy or uh, I, other insiders, I don't I, know if he's an insider. I, 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 don't. I can tell you, there's smoke with Clemson. There's smoke I believe with, it. There's smoke I, with Virginia, 
I know everybody always, you know, there's smoke with Florida state and Miami. Yeah. Florida state, Miami. And, you know, and and I think North Carolina is obviously the big whale here. So I don't know. I mean, and you know, once the, if this happens, Mike, the Atlantic coast conference is falling apart. Uh, you well, know, it's the, the end, end of an era, buddy. End of now, an era. I, well, I mean, that's that's where we are in college athletics. We are we are the end of an era. Period. Yeah, we and, are. I mean, we we are the we are an end of an era. Big picture. Uh, we're clear. We're on the brink of the end of the Pac-12 as we know it. The Big 12 is at multiple end of an eras. It doesn't even look like. A, I mean, if you would have told me ten years ago UCF is in the Big 12, and 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 celebrating it. Um, you know, we're, we're just, it's a different deal altogether. Uh, and, and I, I, I am trying to, um, look at this in an optimistic way. I heard somebody talking about this the other day, how maybe we're looking at this upside down, maybe instead of looking at this as, you know, a negative, uh, uh, paradigm shift, it, Maybe we ought to look at it like college athletics, as great as it is, has been well behind what it should have been. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago we had split national champions. I mean, what, what kind of nonsense is that? You know, it, it's participation trophies were, were, you know, mocked endlessly and still are. But we, we would have split champions. We would have three different polls determining who the, the number one team in America was. That's why they call it the mythical national champion. I mean, college football has always lacked structure and it lacks it now. And, you know, Tim Brando, who we've had on a couple of times, always talks about college football, college basketball needs a czar, but it's not coming. It, it, it that, that want and desire to have that is a great noble thing, but you have everybody, you have seven people, Okay, seven that are all running the sport and all looking for number one. It's the Power Five conferences. It's Fox and ESPN. And those seven power brokers are all at the table pulling the strings on the future of the sport. So it it might feel like a rudderless ship right now, but I want to believe when the when the dust settles and we actually finally land on something that is not in a complete state of flux, which is where we are now, that maybe it's actually an improved product because we are going to, I mm-hmm. certainly believe we are, we're, we're going to have an expanded playoff. Uh, we're, we're going to have uh, conferences that maybe provide more intriguing matchups on an annual basis for those that always thought the college athlete was getting the short end of the stick. Well, they're certainly getting more than they ever have by leaps and bounds. Um, every game is nationally televised. I think, I don't know anybody who doesn't like that. Um, unless maybe you run a, you know, a radio network and you want people to listen to your hometown announcer. It's probably not great for that because unfortunately you're losing a ton of people. Um, there, there's a lot of things that have gone in the right direction. So it's not all negative. It's not all just like, ah, it's all about the money. You know, that guy again, ah, it's all about the money. I'm you, right. What isn't about the money? What business is not about the money? And yes, it's a business. It has been, this didn't just happen overnight. Uh, the money is just bigger now. That's all. 
It's bigger now. And there are two things that dwarf, and I mean dwarf the rest of the college, excuse me, the rest of the sports landscape in terms of interest, in terms of TV dollars, in terms of TV viewers. Number one is the NFL, and it's not changing. Not any time in our lifetime, JC. It is by leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. Number two, it's not the NBA. It's not Major League Baseball. It's not women's softball. It's college football. And I don't think that's changing anytime soon. Even with all these things and all these moving parts, college football is at an all-time high in popularity. And I've said this many times before, and I'll, I'll end with this. College football, no matter how much people in charge try and screw it up, no matter how disorganized it's been, no matter how many scandals rock it, it stands strong because people love the game and people love the universities that play the game. And people love the pageantry and people love the rivalries. And I realize it's all going to have a different, unique twist to it now, but it's not going away. Your favorite rivalry game is probably still going to be intact. It's still going to be intact. Um, so college football is almost indestructible. And, and all this that's going on right now, and here we are, and it's still going to be number two behind the NFL. And that just proves my point even more. College football even without a commissioner, even without somebody looking out for the best interest of the overall sport is still indestructible and still immensely popular. Yes. And, and I, and I think uh, people are talking about like, Oh, this team, like we talked about Oregon state and, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about the Wolfpack and Hokies and Georgia tech, which won a national championship uh, 32 years ago. And uh, it, it's, you know, I, I can't use that anymore, Mike. I always do that. I'm like, Tex won a national championship recently. It's not okay. been recent. It was 32 years ago. Yeah, yeah but dude, Colorado, I'm not going to get it. They had the fifth down. Yeah, we fifth down, that. lost yeah. a game, tied a game. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, yeah. Sean Jones. Really flawed system. But, um, really flawed system. But, uh, you know, it, it, we, but then we always talk about all the time in this sport, the haves and the have-nots. And, you know, I think in the sport of football, there's – maybe the haves should just go be the haves and then the have-nots can, can be the haves on their own level. Uh, you know, because you've said many times there is a gap. There are programs that are in the Power Five that don't have a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, many. You know, and, and honestly, there, there, there are going to be some schools that are grandfathered into the Big Ten and SEC that – may not be as historically successful as, you know, teams that get left out, but all that will take care of itself. I mean, you can't just have, well, here are the 25 best programs in the history of the game. And we this isn't European soccer. We don't have relegation. Oh, and for God's um, sake, for, for the people out there, JC, that are saying relegation is going to happen. That's dumb. Stop it. You're watching too much Ted Lasso. Go, go relegation is not happening in college football, nor should it. Just stop the madness. Go listen to Andy Staples, who is a soccer fan, uh, relegate soccer. Uh, and he, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to that subject. So okay. um, for those people out there that, that want to believe it's going to happen, um, you know, so, so, so here's my thought on it. I, I you know, I, I think that once the dust settles 
if it is indeed, you know, I, I think it's not healthy when we sit there and go, well, let's put you, you know, UCF in the Big 12 or let's make the ACC pay the Pac-12 just for, you know, all that, because that, that's not something that's going to last. You know, uh, I, I think I think it's time or once the dust settles, it'll be healthier for the sport when you say, OK, uh, this is the new super division um, and then. The rest of you guys, you, you can go compete for a championship, um, you know, and 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 I, and I think, quite frankly, you know, it, it, we've talked about a group of five championship game for a long time and, and how popular it would be. Well, quite frankly, Mike, I think, you know, you got programs like West Virginia and Arizona State and, you know, and I don't know if Arizona State would get our, our you know, whoever, you know, with tradition and stuff out there playing for titles, I, you know. Maybe that uh, you know. Maybe that everybody wins. Uh, well, we've uh, only had sixty-five wins. or so Power Five programs now. Yeah. So if 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 we if we did just we live in an 17. AFC, right? If we just lived in an AFC NFC world, Big Ten SEC uh, basically was the new FBS, and then there was you know classifications below it. We'd basically be going from like sixty-five to forty uh, something. Or, Forty-eight. You know, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not about to say who's on the chopping block right now, but uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll probably make that list tonight and laugh about it, or not well, laugh. I, I, I think I, about it. I mean, again, uh, there there's going to be a Siberia conference, unfortunately. Yeah. That are teams that have been living the Power Five life that are no longer going to live it. And I don't, I don't like to see. Look, I've done games in Manhattan, Kansas. Tremendous fan base. Yeah, and they've had some success. And Bill Snyder's just a Hall of Fame coach, and you know they they flirted with a, a, a national championship years ago. If we yeah. had a, a four team playoff, they would have been in it. Um, I, I hate to see a program like that go away. You mentioned Washington State earlier. You know, I think about a program like Iowa State, Oregon State. I, I actually know a guy who. Went to school in Corvallis. He loves his beavers. You know, they've had high watermark seasons that were memorable. Um, yeah, look, I don't I don't like that part of it, but I'm not gonna sit there and just uh go into morbid depression if, if because we are, I think, slowly but surely uh reducing the field of teams and programs that are relevant. Uh that is when the when one more time I'll say the dust settles. When that happens, some some programs are not going to be on the life raft, and you're going to look at Rose, and you're going to sit there, and you're going to be Jack, and you're just going to be sinking and going, "I should have seen this coming. I should have seen this coming." And then you're going to hit the bottom of the ocean. You're not going to die like Jack. You're just going to you're going to be reduced to kind of group five status. I don't mean to be flip about it, but that's kind of just the reality I, that I can see coming down the pike. We have gone way over. We yeah, just, I, I, I got to go to the gym, man. Yeah, <laughs> you got stuff to do. I just got back from vacation, so I mean, I don't even know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. I don't care. But I'm glad that you and I got a chance to do this today. Now, we'll get back into the guest flow of things and. Uh, a little more structured, but so much has happened since you and I were on the last time a week and a half or so ago that uh, we had to just kind of wrap our arms around it as best we can. And uh, that's what we did today. So JC enjoyed it and yes. uh, have, have fun up there in Chi town, stay safe. We didn't, again, thoughts and prayers, obviously the July 4th 
uh, victims. Uh, yeah. It's just another thing that shouldn't be, doesn't need to be happening, but uh, sadly enough, it did. Um, and uh, we'll reconvene next week and we'll go from there. So for JC, Mike saying so long. Thanks again, once again, for tuning in to JC and Morgan.